This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. All right, so I got a quick question. What do you get when you combine a croissant and a donut? A cronut? A cronut! That's right! That was good. That was good. That's what a real mean? thing? It's a real thing. They're amazing. I'm not, I'm not that fast. What do you get when you combine a road course and an oval? A roval. A roval, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you get? This one's a tough one. What do you get when you combine Wednesday with Dale? I got it. Wednesdale's. Wednesdale's. Wednesdale! Got it. Got, it. got it, got it. It's Wednesdays with Dale Jr. Let's start the show. <laughs> and have cronuts. Live, local, late-breaking. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Wednesdays with Dale Jr. I'm Rutledge Wood. With sports, we've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, weather, of course, weather. is Kyle Petty. Thank Parker you. Kligerman will be here later with the traffic. Guys, there's a new track debuting this weekend, so it's only fitting that we got a new studio. How does it feel? Yeah. I don't know. I really want to know what the fans think. Yes. It's are we so sitting, fancy. Yeah, are, the, are we sitting in, are the, right we sitting places? in the right places? Yes. Tell us where I should be sitting, where Rutt should be sitting. Yeah. Where That's our poll question today. Our poll question today is where should we sit on yeah. the desk? The great is, question. Is yes. the desk the right height? Yeah. Do you feel like you're too high? Do you want to? I feel like I should be lower. Just drop it down like a this? touch? Yeah. Like this. Is that better? There you go. <laughs> this is the joy of getting a new studio here. Oh, we're trying everything. You know what? Everything. It's a week of new stuff. And also... Uh, I want personal. I want everybody's opinion on props. How, how do you guys yeah. feel about? Oh, props? okay. What more? What different props should we have? More, less. Yeah. Dale could whip into his own personal collection. And keep an eye on these shelves because these props are going to be changing. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Right? This is fantastic. <laughs> this week, like, what if we did our own local news broadcast once a week after yes. the show? That's what this feels like. It really does, it right? Perfect, this yeah. is so fancy for us. It is a week of new things. The Roval, you guys, Charlotte Motor Speedway has done something wild. It's half road course. It's half oval. Guys, let's talk about when we see major changes in NASCAR like this. When you think about, Kyle, uh, the first time they went to Daytona, is this that kind of wild and new for everybody? I think you've got to put it in that category. Not Let's let's go back. I wasn't born then. Okay, that right. was fifty nine. That was a year before I was <laughs> right. born. Right. But but you know my and I've said it before. My grandfather talked about the first time they went to Darlington, a mile racetrack, and guys ran the whole race and never got off the apron, never got up on the bank because they were afraid to because they'd only run half mile dirt, quarter mile dirt, stuff like that. Well, then they come off the beach at Daytona and they go over there in fifty nine and they're like, look at this place. Uh, and my dad said that the talk in the garage area were cars were going to take off like airplanes going down the backstretch so, because it was so different. Look what that's evolved into. So I, I think anytime you change something, but this is a huge change uh, because we're so Charlotte Motor Speedway is so ingrained in our psyche on what that yeah. racetrack should be. This is this is in that category, I think. It's crazy for me to think about them taking a perfectly good oval yeah. and wanting to run a road course race there so badly they incorporate that into the actual NASCAR oval. So, I, But at the same time, you know, it, it's begged the question, and we've seen it on social media this week with Daytona International Speedway. 
would fans want to see a race on the road course at Daytona with the history of the 24 hours there and so forth? It, it started this yeah. whole new conversation yeah. of what's what's down the pipe for the sport. Is this if this goes off really well, will these other tracks try to incorporate incorporate this into uh, what they do in the future? But I think it, you know it, 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 we've seen a lot of changes in the sport over the years. Those ones we talked about at Daytona. Yeah. And, and uh, Darlington are obviously going way, way back. But when you think about the All-Star race, you were there when they ran oh, that yeah. under, the, under the lights yeah. and for the first people, time. When they announced that they were going to run that race under the lights, did people think they have jumped the shark, we're going to run this thing at night with the lights In on? In the garage area we did. Right. Yeah, but no, they were paying so much money, we had to say, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. We're going out there. We're gonna run. And we all had that fear that you were going to outrun the lights. Right. That you, how could you light a racetrack. Really? It was like you were just, you were going to, there was, had to be dark places on the racetrack. Uh, but Musco and those guys did an incredible yeah. job. Incredible job it, out there. It, it, and even more recently, the all-star race from this year, this year. that yes. would be another change or another, I uh, kind of a Hail Mary, so yes. to speak. Uh, that was, that was probably, I mean, everybody thought it was going to be crazy. A lot of drivers hated the idea. And it turned out to be one of the best all-star races we've seen in years. Yeah. Uh, with the cars running side by side. Um, I thought it was really enjoyable. And so, I, you know, these are some, some of the risks, I think, that we as a sport need to be willing to take. Exactly. And they have paid off in the yeah. past. And listen, every, everything, every time you throw a Hail Mary, every time you make a major change, it's not going to work. I give Marcus Smith huge props for saying, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do this. I give those guys for the All-Star race same thing. Huge props for saying this is what you got and and so in that vein, if we go back to Daytona and Darlington when they first built, you got to give Bill France Sr. huge props for saying, I'm going down here to the beach yeah. and build a two and a half mile racetrack. There's, huge props, man. There's still the uh there's still the situation with the oval itself like Charmer Speedway. What are we going to do for that racetrack when we go back yeah. there next year and we run the oval? It's still not you know, it's still not fixed as far as what can help make those races there more exciting. Is it that draft package or that high drag package that we ran at the All-Star Race, whatever that is? We still have to revisit that when we go back to run the Oval. But fans have loved the road courses that we've had on the schedule, and they've become more and more popular yeah. over the last several years. People are asking for more short tracks. They're also asking for more road courses. Now, this is a Roval. We're going to get out on the NASCAR <laughs> Oval, and that's going to tend to try to spread the cars yeah. out more than you're going to see at Sonoma, more than you're going to see yeah. at Watkins Glen. But it still should be quite exciting, especially on restarts as those guys try to funnel into that infield. Which is crazy. Can I ask a question? Yes, yeah, please. Because, and you've said it, you know, you don't enjoy the road racing as much. But you've run the 24-hour race, yeah. and, and that is a, a huge racetrack. When you compare that to a Watkins Glen or you compare that, that to Sonoma, what is it like for you as a driver? Well, at the Oval... When, when you incorporate any of the oval into the racetrack, the cars are going to tend to spread out. Yeah. Once you come out of the, you know, the road course and get up onto the racetrack and start to gas up and accelerate, you're going to accelerate all the way around to that backstretch chicane, and you're going to gap the guy behind you no matter if he comes out of the corner right on you. Yeah. You're going to gap him. And so it's, it's, it's not going to look like Sonoma, all right? We're going to get that on restarts. If there's a guy that's faster and catching someone, we're going to get that a little bit there. But mm -hmm. as soon as he passes yeah. him, he's going to go away and drive yeah. off and yeah. leave him. And uh, I'm just – you see those little blue things in the video right there? They're calling them turtles or whatever. <laughs> um, those things apparently are going to be something to keep your eye on because they're uh, aggressive yeah. is from what I hear from the drivers. And trying to get through those and get – and you, so the guys are going to try to cut those yeah. curves, jump those curves, and going over those – 
curves are going to be difficult on the race cars. We're going to see guys have possibly part failures, mechanical failures yeah. from being from abusing the cars over the over the curves. There's going to be a lot of things to kind of intrigue uh, you as a viewer yeah. uh, watching this race. But don't expect what you see at Sonoma yeah. to happen this weekend. Don't expect even what you see. If you look at Sonoma and the difference between Sonoma and Watkins Glen. The Glen's a faster road course, yeah. and they get a little more spread out there. We still have great battles. We had an amazing finish this year. But over time, they do put some yeah. distance between each other, and we'll see even more of that with this Roble. Yeah, when you look at, when we look at, and, and you just pointed out the Turtles, don't you think there should be penalties for stay, running off race courses? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're talking about parts. Be no, you're here. talking about bending par yeah. parts and pieces. There should be a penalty, just like there in, in golf. There's sand traps. Yeah. yeah, that's a penalty. There's water. That's a penalty. Don't hit it. Yeah, exactly. As they, as they were going through testing, guys were cutting those parts of the crack, track so aggressively that they had to continue to adjust the curbing and add additional turtles yeah. as they're well, calling those them. Are. Yeah. So as they're, you know, as they continue, they may continue to adjust this racetrack as we go through the weekend. Yeah. As guys find shortcuts and quicker yeah. ways to get through some and of these. And they will. They will. They're going to try. They yeah. will. These are particular parts of the racetrack that are designed to slow the cars yeah. down. And the guys, their their goal is to try to get through as fast as they can. So it'll be interesting to watch this weekend as they go through that yeah. process. What I love is that all three of us are definitely here because of the support of the fans. And Marcus knew that if he tried something different, he would have the support of the fans to the chagrin of some of the drivers for the record who were griping and saying, oh, this is yeah. treacherous, all this. Guess what? Ticket sales are taken off. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the track has to do this. Yes. If you look at the races over the last several years there, the all-star races and the, and the, the 600 and the 500, the track itself has been struggling to produce yeah. a good product. So this track has to make a change to be able to survive, to be able to continue to, to be a part of this sport. This, they have to find a way to sell tickets, and yeah. this is one way to do it. I, what I'm wondering is how many drivers are going to approach this track like people do for Talladega and Daytona, meaning if you were David Reagan or A.J. Allmendinger, someone who's got a lot of skill on a road course but maybe not the speed of some of the other guys, do you spend 15 or 20 laps saying, okay, I'm going to be in the back quarter of the field for now and let some of these other guys wad their cars up and then I will climb up? Or how do you think you gauge this going to a place where no one has, has been like this with 40 other drivers? You I, know? I mean, I'm if you're going to have to run your best yes. all day long. There, there's, there's too much competition, tough competition in the field to be able to give yeah. up any part of the race and to be able to be conservative at any part of the race. The guy that wins – if it's Almondinger, if it's Kyle Busch, if it's Martin Truex Jr., who's you know been pretty dominant on the road courses over the last several several trips, that guy is going to be running up front all day long. Yeah. He's going to be a guy that sets the tone and just he's going to be mistake free. You're going to have to be mistake free, have a great car, do great, have great pit stops. I mean, this will be all new for those guys yeah. trying to get on pit road, get off pit road. That's a whole new pit, pit exit. All those things, yeah. trying to get through there without any problems, and also lead the field all day long. I, I think the interesting part that you bring up is. The oval itself is how you're going to yard somebody once you get on the, the oval. The oval. So I think once you look at that, it's not your typical Sonoma. It's not our typical. So we can take AJ and we can take great road racers, but that that part of the racetrack can either be a separator or an equalizer. So even though you're a better road racer than me, once I get to the oval, I may be able to maintain, and you're not going to drive away from me. So yeah. you're going to have to do the best. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You're going to have to. You're going to have to drive the best race at this okay. racetrack, what they give you that day, all day long. And the scary thing for a lot of these other drivers is look at the guys who are locked in. They're all incredibly good at road course racing. So suddenly, if you're thinking like, well, I mean, 
Kyle Busch, he's not going to go any easier yeah. than he's ever. And he's mad that people are saying he hasn't won there because he's won every other okay. place we've been. I mean, interesting. You've got a team. Do you, do you, and, and the Xfinity Series runs so many road courses. You have a road course-specific car. Are you running a road course-specific car out there? Sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just at, I'm, yeah. I'm at because there is so much of the oval. I'm yeah. just. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be definitely a purpose-built car. That's to be competitive. You have to keep up with everybody yeah. else, and they're going to build a purpose-built car. Uh, you were talking about the the talent of the drivers. There's not a driver in the field that I would consider, uh, you know, a, a pushover on a right. road course. Right. I mean, look at Chase. Not Did you think Chase Elliott was going to get his first win not a Watkins at Watkins Glen? Glen? Right. I yeah. mean, that just tells you how good these guys are right out of the box. And so, if you give those, if you give anybody, pretty much anybody in the field, the kind of car they need. Uh, you're going to have to deal with them on Sunday. So breaking news at the news desk here. Yes. Uh, everybody has, everyone has a purpose-built car. This is the last road course of the season, so we can throw these cars away. Is what That's you're a good saying? Point. Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> breaking too. news. And really, the crazy thing is, it basically is if Harvick starts, he's locked in. So you got four yeah. drivers. Yeah. Who, if I saw them in my mirror, I know they're definitely saw, not going to mind dumping yeah. me. We saw chaos at, at Vegas. We had everybody sort of, you know. Calm down, and we had a pretty yeah. uneventful race at Richmond when it comes to drama so, and things like that. I think it's cycling back to drama. Yeah. We're not going to have multi-car crashes and just repeated chaos lap after lap. There'll be a lot of interesting things and crazy things happening on restarts, and then we're going to see guys just step over the line. Yeah. Every, you know, just like we saw on the test, turn three, I keep my eye on turn three, I keep my eye on the entrance to the chicane on the back straightaway. You're going to see people just make simple mistakes there that's going to bring out yellows. Can Jimmy Johnson move on? Do I believe so? Yes. No, I don't believe so. What about Denny Hamlin? No. No. Really? No. Neither of those I mean, guys you think, uh, I don't think it's so. it's win or go home and no. you don't think they're going to are not very good for those guys. I mean, yeah. they just don't have enough points. They're too far behind, especially yeah. Denny and, and Eric Jones and those guys. And it has nothing to do with this one single race. It's what they've put together all year long and sure. what they put together the last two races. This race, I mean, if this was if we were going to Texas or Pocono yeah. or somewhere where we've been repeatedly for years, we would be able to give you a better assessment. Man, Denny's got a shot because he's XYZ at this right. racetrack. This is such a open-ended, who knows what's going to happen kind of deal. You never know. <laughs> hey, I mean, I would not be surprised if Denny Hamlin somehow wins the race on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, that goes for anybody in the field. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? It's not. Yeah, it's not going to surprise you, but it's not going to surprise you if he has a terrible night and misses exactly. it. It's, so it's like it's just a push. We're going to check in with Parker Kligerman and traffic coming up. But right now, the inside story of Dale Jr.'s final season will soon be revealed. When we come back, we'll share an excerpt from his new book, Racing to the Finish. Stay tuned. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Goodness, what a weekend it's going to be. How are we going to get any work done? That's We're going to have to watch all of that. Yes, yes. all of that is okay. this weekend. That's a lot. 
That's How right. do they have an alarm set every time Saturday Night Live comes back? Every time. Every time. Every yeah, time. Then we talk. If you want, you can get in on like yeah. a group text. We usually yeah. do a FaceTime wrap-up afterwards. Yeah. After it's all over Just with. Just the normal yeah. oh, stuff. I, all right, all right. All right. I mean, We're pretty serious about that. <laughs> Dale Jr. has taken fans through his career and his struggle against concussions and his future aspirations in a new book, Racing to the Finish, My Story. It'll be released October 16th. Here's an excerpt from the book narrated by Jr. himself. Sunday, May 4th, 2014, Talladega Super Speedway. We were having a good day at Talladega, NASCAR's biggest, most intimidating racetrack. If you know anything about my NASCAR career, then you know that me and that place, we've always had a special relationship. I won there six times. My father won there ten times. The Earnhardts in Talladega, we've grown up together. There's a whole generations of fans down there who were raised to root for me, taught by the generation before them who rooted for my dad. So whatever I did when I raced at Talladega was always a really big deal, good or bad. If the grandstands felt like I was making a move to the front, they would lose their minds. Even with 40 plus cars out there roaring around, I could hear them cheering. If they felt like I had been done wrong, I could hear them booing too. I loved it. You oh, I'm sorry, is it done? It's done. I'm sorry, I was just reading ahead in your so new book. I read the first chapter and then the very end. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't read the whole book. It was a lot. It's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan McGee if you're watching. Hey, I've read the whole book. For the you audio. lived it. I've yeah. read the whole book, but yeah. I didn't do the whole audio book. Yeah, well, I'm looking the first to the audio book. I just did the first chapter. Who does reason. the middle? I did the voiceover. I don't know you hire a guy. Steve Latart. Man, it's a, I mean, it just took hours to do that. Yes, I'd want to listen to you I'm read sure. it. I'm sure. Uh, you can hear more clips on NBCSports.com. Uh, it's going to be a great book. October yes. 16th is going to be amazing. Uh, the group of drivers that are looking for a ride in 2019 is still growing with A.J. Allmendinger now on the market. Where does Silly Season stand? We will talk about it next on Wednesdays with Dale Jr. Sunday night, AFC North rivals clash in the Steel City where Big Ben and the Steelers face off against the Baltimore Ravens. Football night in America. 7 Eastern with kickoff at 820. Sunday night only on NBC. Well done. I was watching you avoid say the word Roethlisberger, Thank and I was impressed. Thank you. Thank you. We've got break. I'm sorry, guys. We've got breaking news from the newsroom. Thanks, Kyle. Yes. Uh, apparently, guys, Dale said that last segment completely wrong. We now have a retraction. Yes. Dale? Yeah, I read the book. I just didn't do the voiceover You're for the saying, audio book. Hold on. When he says that, he means he wrote the book. But he only read chapters one and the final chapter. You only read right. those aloud. Yes. I've read the book four times to cure up. Like, yes. it's weird. When you yeah. do a book, you, then you got to read it like four times because there's a lot of errors and changes and Listen, adjustments. That and so I read like out loud just the chapter one and the very end of the book. Wait a minute, stop, for, stop! For you don't confuse book. this again. You need to stop before you. Listen, I'm gonna, guys. I'm, wait gonna minute, wait you, I'm gonna tell you a little something that's going on right now. Wait a minute, Junior's silly season. I gotta fix, put it back on. I was trying to cover. Silly what? season is in full swing. Is Yesterday, JTG Doherty Racing announced that AJ Allmendinger will not return to the team next season. Now, this morning on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, team co-owner Brad Doherty talked about the decision to part ways with him. First of all, I just want to say thank you to, to AJ. He's a friend, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for AJ as a, as a race car driver, and, and more importantly, just as a, 
as a man. We want to get better. And so we're trying everything. And, and we may not be successful at it, but we're going to darn sure try to turn over every stone to try to get better and to try to race better and be more successful each weekend. It's by no fault of AJ. It just kind of has run its course, you know, for him and for us. Will the results be different? We don't know. But when you're, you're sitting there as a company like we are, the only thing you can do is, is keep trying to change those pieces and parts eventually that are key and that are not working. This is what I love so much about Wednesdales. That's why you guys need to send your questions in. Use the hashtag Wednesdale because y'all are going to have a lot of questions after this. So AJ is not in that 47 anymore. We've got the 31, the 47, the 41, the 95. Where is everyone going? What is happening? Yeah, I think, I mean, AJ and the 47, the, that, that deal kind of reminds me of being a Redskins fan. It's kind of like Kirk Cousin and the Redskins. Yeah. Kirk's a good quarterback. The Redskins can be a great football team. They decided to go yeah. different ways. But – I think AJ ends up driving sports cars. I think AJ doesn't race in the Cup Series anymore, much less NASCAR. I think he actually goes and races some sports cars, yeah. has a little fun. He's and, so good at it. Yeah, yeah, let's really be good. honest. Like yeah. My man is an amazing driver, yeah. and each yeah. time he goes over to sports cars, you are reminded of the caliber that AJ Allmendinger is yeah. I mean, in yeah. one of those cars. The rumor, the rumor is Ryan Priest is possibly going in the 47 car. Really? Yeah. That's the... What about the 95? Who goes in the 95? That's tough because uh, I thought Suarez would be going there. Yeah, that was the big rumor. Yeah. That was the big. But, but now I'm hearing that uh, some possibilities of him having conversations with the 41 team. It's just hard to tell yeah. where he's going to end up. Um, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't end up in the 95, if Suarez yeah. ends up somewhere else, well, that 95 becomes a real possibility for a guy like Matt DiBenedetto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A guy who basically – got out of his ride that he has with no plans right like when i talked to matt i was like so let me get this right you're not going to drive a third two car no more but you don't have somewhere else to go which i thought was crazy yeah which i thought was crazy to jump out and he's i know i've been talking to him he's literally cold calling these teams and setting up meetings with them to be able to try to get himself in the door but you know that i mean he's confident in his ability and kyle larson said when I grew up and raced out at Cycleland and, and raced yeah. out in California, yeah. you had to beat Matt DiBenedetto to be anybody in that part of California. Yeah. So huge respect for Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah. I don't think a couple of the guys that are sitting on the sidelines are going to be sitting on the sidelines. Matt Kenza, Trevor Bain, Jamie Murray, I don't think they race next year yeah. either. No I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm just saying. I'm just guessing, but yeah. I don't it, think that they'll race next year. Yeah, and they, it's like musical chairs. Okay, there's so many chairs and so many people walking around them. And when the music stops, the 78 car is gone. Even though we did see where Toyota said they're going to support five cars. That's right. They're going to support five. We don't. Who is that fifth right. car? Who is that? Is that the 95 that yeah. we that you, we keep talking about? Is that 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 sure. team, or is it another team out there? So that's. That's an interesting part of silly. We're just talking to drivers here, but that's a that's a part of silly season that you look at. And you know, I feel bad for AJ because AJ had come up through the ranks, had an opportunity, had some issues um, that he cleared up and took care of, but never got a shot again at a top tier ride. And and I, I gotta I gotta and you you I don't know if you've ever been in this position as an owner, but you will be in this position because I was in this position. At, at Petty Enterprises, sometimes a driver and team just run their course. It's nothing against the driver. It's no. nothing against the team. You've just got all out of that combination that you can get, and you've got to cut your losses and go fish in another hole. Yeah. It's time to, to change up. So I do understand that part. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, we're still waiting to hear about Truex, yep. right? We have a lot of people thinking they believe he's going to go to Joe Gibbs, but there's still been no announcement. 
So you got Kurt Busch out there. There's so many pieces yeah. to this big puzzle, and there's still great rides that are out there. Yes. But I wonder, you know, the guys that take a leap of faith, like a Matt DiBenedetto or AJ, if he does end up in sports cars, it's going to be really interesting to see how all these things shake out because also it puts a little bit more pressure. I think the best chance that AJ has to win is going to be this weekend at the Roval. Yeah. Because he can, he can be more dynamic than that team might be on that oval normally. And that's yeah. what's going to be kind of cool. Then yeah. you got you got guys like Ross Chastain out there who are putting themselves in these conversations. I mean, Ross, there's a number of guys, just like Priest did, that have been able to go out there and compete, run up front, and make a name for themselves is what that Xfinity Series is all about. Well, they did that in a short period of time. And so when the one car is looking for a driver, are they now considering maybe putting Ross Chastain in that car? Instead of you know other yeah, other names sure. we've heard in the rumor mill, wow. which I mean, could totally wow. change it. Yeah, that totally changes. When you got out of the car <laughs> Friday night in Richmond, Ross Chastain was one of the first people yeah. that it seemed like you went and talked to, and you talked about not only did you have respect for him as a driver, but also as an owner, you're able to see how he's been putting himself in those conversations. Yeah. But Ross Chastain has worked his tail off to even be on that dance floor. You know what I mean? Like, this is not this is not a new thing for him. He's been around a while. You know? yes. And he's been sort of chipping away at it, grinding at it, and really impressing everybody with how he's been able to get in cars and take those cars and run better than they're running and with other people driving them. I mean, quite frankly, yeah. he's what he's done in the cup car, that premier car, is pretty dang impressive. Very impressive. But I, I go back to a guy before him. I thought Alex Bowman was impressive in the car that he drove in the Cup Series that people don't remember him driving in the Cup Series. <laughs> the and they're rookie. still like, Alex Bowman, the rookie. You know, No, yeah. he's not a rookie. But he was impressive. Then he had an opportunity to fill in for you. And everybody said, oh, God, Alex Bowman. You knew he could do that because right. you had seen what he had done in the car that he was in. And the real question is, if you were a Cup team, with an open seat of all the drivers that are available, who would you two pick? Who would who would be your best long play driver right now? Kyle, who would you pick? Daniel Suarez. Why? I, I just think that he's got a lot of upside. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of upside that's not even been tapped into yet. Um, he came to Cup a year earlier than really he wanted to come to Cup. You know, and that was because of the Carl Edwards, Joe Gibbs, the way it was. Now, if he leaves this opportunity. He's leaving before he wants to leave. And and I go back to, a lot of times, I go back to Joey Logano. Because Joey Logano was, and I, and I call it all the time, Joey Logano is the slot machine that Joe Gibbs put money into and Roger Penske hit the jackpot with. You know what I mean? <laughs> bang, bang, that got it right there. So I look at, at Daniel Suarez. I would, go, I would go with Daniel. What about you? Who would, would you put in your cup card? Honestly, I mean, after, after this year particularly, I'd have a hard time um, not putting Justin Allgaier in a cup yeah. card. I mean, the, the guy, job, he, man. well, he has a great relationship with his sponsor at Brandt, and I believe that he never got that opportunity to prove that he belongs in the Cup Series. We were lucky that he failed to us, and we were able to work with him because he, I, I think he belongs in the Cup yes. Series. He just never really got enough time to set root. Another guy I'll throw in there that is actually making an argument for himself to get back in a full-time ride is Regan Smith. I mean, what he's done in that 95 right? car in just yes. a few races where yeah. he's subbing for Casey Kane is enough to put his name in the hat for conversation of whether he should be in that car next year. All right, let me ask you a question. Because I, I've, I've said this a million times, and we've got into it in the history of the sport, and now we're coming back to it again. As you say, a Justin Algar, as you say, a, a, a Regan Smith, how does an owner look at 
a 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 year old in comparison to a 20, 21, 22 year old? Because it's it's a different look, you know what I mean? And and do we just recycle somebody or do we gamble? Right. I mean, how hard is that? Well, it's, you got to kind of see the younger guys are going to have the drive and determination to do whatever it takes. And you see that in yeah. Noah Gregson. I mean, look, look at what he is willing to do to try to win these races. It's a, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to throw it all in there and it gets him a little bit of trouble sometimes. Uh, what I, you see that if you see that in a 29, 30, 32 year old, but a guy that's got that kind of drive and determination, but yet la it, it, he, he he controls the experience yeah. not to make himself put himself in bad yeah. situations. That's what Justin does. That's what Justin is here. He's driving here, Justin, here, yeah. and right here, right now. Justin he is, is really taking good. Justin the risks that Jess, Justin is willing to take on restarts and the tenacity that he's really willing to drive with, and it's just so impressive. He puts himself in position to win races that he does he shouldn't win, yeah. you know, and that he should be getting beaten by these yeah. other guys. But he wins these races he because does. he drives like he's eighteen. Yeah. But he's got. But he the, thinks like he's an, a veteran driver. Yeah, but he thinks like he's a veteran to, to yeah. go along with it. It's such a great package. You know um, what I say? You know what I say to Justin? I say hats off. Hats off to you, Justin Allgaier. <laughs> hats off. Speaking of. Age and has something really jumped out at us last weekend, and we'll start with with easily one of the greatest drivers of all time, Jimmy Johnson. We noticed at Richmond there was something going on with Jimmy's hat, and each of us separately and then together noticed that it was it was an interesting combination of like sort of your new flat bill style. Yeah. But Jimmy was like, guys, I know I'm from Southern California, but not this weekend. Let me curve this thing around. But it really reminds me the King. For example, another goat, another seven-timer. The king did that weird, like, I'm going to build a shelf out of this hat build. Yeah, that's like a, a paper airplane. That that hat would fly when you took it off. He, I mean, that, look at that. You build it, you bend it just right. He has put some time and effort into into molding the, the bill of that hat. But, that, that's a pronounced mold. But let me just say this. Looking at Richard Petty in that hat is the reason he wears a cowboy hat. Because he looks terrible in a baseball cat. That's, that's, yeah. a, look a, at that. A light breeze would have taken that hat <laughs> to the grandstand. Like flying nun. It's like it Sally really Fields and the flying nun. You that's know, it's exactly like a habit. What it it's is. like a habit. Shout out to the flying nun. How about, how about this? Flying this was more of my style. Just the classic backwards hat. Oh, deal. Yeah. To me, this is a hat. I'm cool. I'm hip. I have to keep it forward. That's always worked. That's kind of like, hey, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to fold the bill of my hat, so I'm going to put it in the back. <laughs> I'll just put, I'm not even going to worry about it. Yeah. Flip yeah, it on back here. Or I'm seeing other people do this, yes. so I'm going well, to do this. Let me ask this question. Your sunglasses are going where? I don't know. Kind of right above the ear, kind of almost yeah. tucking into the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. This next look is one that I'm still not sure about. How do you... Yeah, that's a new one for yeah. me. The, over the last couple of years, I've been seeing this a lot. Yeah. The ears in the hat. Yeah. And and Cole Custer, for the record, looks great. I just Listen, I like Cole. Are you, but that's are a, you serious? Are you really saying yeah. that I that really, looks good? No, no. I, I said I really no. like Cole. That you is like Cole. Period. Yeah. You like Cole. But what about the ears? In the I hat? don't. That, that, that's an adult hat on a child's head. That's an adult hat, okay? okay? That's what I'm going to say. That's, that hat is too big. If your ears go up in your hat and it goes that far down on your head, the hat is too big. I'm sorry. Do you remember Pat from Saturday Night Live? Just put a belt on it yeah, and just, cinch just it? Yeah, cinch it. I've never <laughs> owned a hat that would be big enough for me to tuck yeah, my ears yeah, in. that's true. It's just, I just don't think they make one. Yeah. With, Jimmy, with Jimmy's defense, he can't mold that bill because of the how square. He don't have the wraparound shape. Yeah. 
Mm. So he, he so has his sunglass deal doesn't allow him yeah. to, to wear hats. He has right. to wear that's what we're he saying. He has to wear that's yeah. the maximum yeah. amount of 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 curve he can have in that bill. It's like because a he built a lean glasses are so so yeah. square and big. Now that's a good point. Steve Latart. He buys the hats that have the bill notched for those type of sunglasses, <laughs> yes, which is even does. stranger to me. <laughs> because that means there's a whole subculture of like, oh, I wish I had a hat that had notches yeah. for my so shades. Fold the bill, yet wear the big box. Steve and I have had to make relief cuts in our yes. NBC hats because they because of why? we can't fit yeah. in them. Okay. Okay. I wear an eight. I wear like you're an eight, eight, eight fitted hat. And that's not a joke. It was hard to find, and then all the hip hop kids started rocking eights and tucking their ears in, yeah. and now you just can't find them. Good luck, you know? Yeah, so once we get <laughs> we're children and adult hats. Is that's, that what you're saying? <laughs> that this, part, is Rutledge, this is Rutledge in a race helmet. That part's true. Hey, this Rut, is. Oh, wait. So, Rut, if your hat's an eight, I got to ask you a question. Uh -huh. Do you know, like, the shoe, shoe trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. have hat trees for your hats? Yeah. The, the, to like stretch keep them, them stretch. Uh, guys, I'm hearing we should go to break. I <laughs> uh, use my dad's old shoe trees. Coming up, we're going to take another look back at the way things used to be. We're going to play Dale's favorite game. What's on that VCR tape? Find out next. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. As we do every Wednesday, uh, we get excited about the fans being a part of this. Look, Natalie gave us two thumbs up for the new set. Yeah, some of the other tweets we're getting, though, we didn't anticipate everybody being so uh, particular. <laughs> incredibly, they're incredibly specific yes, they about are. camera positions and lighting. Dane, we They're talking about things you. I don't even know about. Know. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a big shock to us. You know, as we do every Wednesday, uh, we always like to open the floor. Uh, and, and coming up, we have some awesome questions. But, Dale, let's talk about yeah. what's on I, the tape. Yeah, this is what's on the VCR Today, what's on my VCR? It's a beta. Tape, yeah, this is a beta, and I do have a beta. I have a handful of beta tapes and a beta VCR, and so we got a pretty good race. This is one that's going to bring back some memories, Kyle. Uh oh. This, in my oh, mind, boy. has one of the best uh, victory lane interviews, and it's the 1985 race at Martin, oh, Martinsville. Yeah. There's Dad and Tim Richmond. They're taking the short way around the racetrack, going down the front straightaway, beating on each other. So they're not even up against the wall. DW's running third, third. going, "What are you idiots doing?" Yeah. Both of them. Both. <laughs> Both Tim and Dad have destroyed their cars running into each Completely. other. Yeah. Look at so, it. in the interview after, let's hear what Dad has to say. How about the pass on, on uh, Tim Richmond? What about it? Well, it looked like a pretty rough deal. I know nothing rough about it. All right, so <laughs> there's your winner, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> See the excitement. That's media training right yeah. there. That's media training. See the excitement. That's that's the that's the uh, front stretch uh, winners yes. interview before <laughs> Rutt did it. Before, that's a burnout. Right? That's a now burnout had Rutt, had we you went it. down there yeah. and interviewed Dad. Uh, what? And he said, Oh my he, gosh. And he talked to you in that way. What would you have done? He, your dad would have chewed me up and oh spit gosh. me out if I was like, Boy, it looked like you and Tim uh, really mixing it up there. Turn three. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. about it? Look, that would have been it. <laughs> yeah. He was smiling, and when he asked the question, he almost got bowed up. I know. It's like it made him mad Man. that you asked him a question yeah. about it. You know what? Let me, because I, I have to do this so often for the burnout. Can I hear that just one more time? Can I just watch this? I'll learn something here. Yes, watch it. the pass on, on uh, Tim Richmond. What about it? Well, it looked like a pretty rough deal. I know nothing rough about it. 
the best part is to go for that follow-up of look like a pretty yeah, rough deal. Yeah. Why would you go back to that hole again? Once you got the first answer, why would you go back it in is, there? It is tough when you're interviewing a driver and you, you try to ask questions. They will tell you in a real short amount of time what people think and uh, especially their own feelings. And that was pretty offended. Yeah, uh, yes. he was hot. There was some more interesting action in this particular race. Uh -oh. uh, later on, down the back straightaway, Kyle Petty, can you explain us what's going on? Uh, who did I wreck? Well, this is earlier in the race. Oh, oh that's me wrecking yeah. Daryl. There's Dad getting a little And my dad. dad. Yep. Yeah. And my dad. Uh -huh. hey, Ricky Rudd, you ran in the back of DW. Yeah, probably Knocked the so. nose off your car. A little okay. bit of a brush there. Yeah, a little bit right. of a love tap. Do you remember that? There's Bill Elliott. Look at DW. That's, what's DW doing out in the infield? What did you do that for? I don't know. I don't know. I, I wanted to see that throwback DW car. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is he texting you? He's probably no, texting, texting you right, right now. now. Why did you, oh, I remember that. I'll tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, he remembers. Yeah. Wait about no five doubt. minutes before. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm getting. I'm hearing he's texting right now. Yes. You know, yeah, sometimes just coming they're just to me in the way when you get down there. You know what I'm saying. You know, they're just in the way. They're just in the way. Well, Ricky Rudd did take it three wide. Yeah, well, which was. I'm uh, not going to blame anybody else. I had the steering wheel, so I probably yeah. I just ran over everybody. How about that? I took my dad out. How about that? He was in the middle of that wreck yeah. too. Well, there were a lot of other guys yeah. too. Yeah. I don't remember my mom calling me after I did that, that, that one, one time. It can't be too so bad. That is a weird feeling. Uh, one of my last races uh, at Martinsville. What, well, one of the one of the. 2014 or something like that. I made it three wide, just like Ricky did, yeah. and wrecked about 20 cars, like the third lap yeah. of the race. It's easy to do. You it's get easy. a good run because you get a run. You yeah. can't give it up. You're you like, don't want to give it up. Go. Yeah, that didn't work. It did not work. But you know what's going to work is the fan questions when we come back. But just one more time, can I just hear that interview just one last time? <laughs> about the pass on on uh, Kim Richmond. What about it? But it looked like a pretty rough deal. I know nothing rough about it. part of the course is the whole course. The track has countless areas for bad things to happen. That's going to be for sure one of the highlights of, uh, of the postseason. What a weekend it will be at the all-new Charlotte Roval. Our coverage starts Friday here on NBCSN, followed by two days of NASCAR playoff racing, Xfinity Series on Saturday, then Sunday over on NBC, the first ML elimination. There you go. Elimination race. Mammalator. Mammalator for the Monster Energy Cup Series. Whoo! Sometimes those words just hang you up, don't they, a little bit? Guys, it's time for fan questions. Today, it's going to surprise you guys. It's all about the Roval. Let's get into it. You ready? Yeah. Amy, who smiles a lot, said, how much space do you have in your graveyard for Roval cars? We have a lot of space. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you want to check, check out, uh, this reminds me, check out Dirty Mo, uh, Dirty Mo Media uh, social media handles because we did a video this week about Bubba Wallace's car from Pocono. The Requiem. Uh, yeah, yeah, going, going, they called the Requiem. Um, but anyways, yeah, we got a lot of room. Just call me. I don't buy these cars. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm buying de destroyed. Yeah, yeah. guys, just because Sunny will pick up your wrecked race car. Drivers, we got money the, for this. The stuff. drivers, the crew chiefs, team owners, they have to kind of text me and let me know if I can have yeah. it. Yeah. Can't just leave I'm not calling. That's weird. No. Hey, man, I know you had a terrible weekend. Can I have your <laughs> Can car? Can I have your car? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to. So, I'd like to hide some I, leaves I, I in have there. To depend or hope that they'll text me. 
That's fantastic. Can we get a tour? Can we see it one day? Yeah, sure. One day? You didn't say we that with any amount there. of confidence. I don't know where we would set it. That was like a well, no, show. Yeah, it's, sure. a, it's all dirt roads, and it's kind of, they're rutted up, and I don't keep the roads up very well. Mm. So suddenly it's now it's hard dangerous. to get to. It's we'll take dangerous. your car unless you're Conrad. It's going to be tough to get yeah. out there. You don't go in a car. Don't go in a car. Nope. Norm, Norm wants to know, yeah. since none of the drivers have driven the Roval, do they all get rookie stripes? Great question, Norm. Your answer. Uh, no. Well, I don't no. think so. That would be ridiculous. What if they only yeah. have half because they've driven the oval? So maybe they just need a half, half for the mark, like road a, course? No. That'd be ridiculous. I don't know. Please, I don't even know how to take please that Please don't let that happen. <laughs> yes. We've had enough yes. issues with decals and stickers over the last couple of weeks. We do Seriously. Not and if it's a sticker, we'll just remove, decal drama. remove the white yes. background so I don't get yelled yes. at. Uh, Mary Lee wanted to know she's predicting there's going to be 10 cars on the lead lap at the end of the race Sunday. Do you think her guess is too high or too low? Her guess is... Well, go ahead. 10 cars. I think there'll be about 25 cars yeah, on the too. lead lap. Yeah, I do too. I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. 10 go home on wreckers. That's my that's my guess. No. I think they'll hit the tires and keep going. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be some people with damage. But where's it? Hey, sure. She, yeah. It's I mean, a it's a long road course, man. I, mean, I think four okay. end up uh, at Junior's like house. Like that car right there. He still races. Yeah. He finishes the race. Yeah, that'll yeah. buff out. Yeah. I'll just call Stock Car Steel, get another piece. That'll be good. <laughs> uh, Lynn wanted to know, should drivers in the first two races be called Rovalnauts? No. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, where did that great, come from? I thought that's a great way to describe yeah. that. No, that's not a great way to describe no. it. Rovel, what, where is it? I don't understand like astronauts. That. Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't understand. Clever, that. I thought. Uh, Travis not wanted very. to know not how very. do you think restarts are going to work out for this weekend? That is a great question. Yeah, because it's different. How do you think? How are they going to restart? Because there was talk over there that they were just going to come out of turn four and blast down and not go through the chicane. Yeah, there's a little chicane right before the start finish line. They're going to pass that. They're going to yeah. bypass that. They're not going to use it yeah. on restarts so that the entire field has the same advantage rolling up to the restart box. Yeah. That's really smart by NASCAR to do that. If you're actually coming out of the pits, though, late, trying to catch the field, yes. you have to use that chicane from what I'm hearing. You're not able to bypass that Ooh. and come through the, to, wow. to, to catch up to the field. So, anyways, restarts. That's when we're going to see all the drama. Yeah. All right? After about if – they, if they get through five or six laps of no, of no problems, no yellows, they'll start to string out enough to where I don't think we'll see a ton of drama. But the restarts are going to create problems. Uh, turn three. Keep your eye on turn three, that downhill. We see all those guys spinning out yeah. and crashing during the test. That's a downhill right-hander, going to have a lot of issues there. Yeah. And then funneling into that backstretch chicane on the first re on the first lap of every restart oh, is going to be gosh. really exciting. It's going to be crazy. Cheryl, i got to get her question. Where are the passing zones? Where are people going to pass? I mean, all the breaking zones. The breaking zone into the chicane in the back straightaway is definitely a passing zone. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, coming, coming around three and four into that chicane, I don't think anybody's going to be in position to pass because the bottom groove is going to be blocked. I mean, that, the line to get in there, and then you're going back to the right. I just don't understand if that's going to be a passing zone or not. It could be. But I just say, with, as with all racetracks, pit road is the best place to pass. Pit okay. Road, yeah. Counter your crew. I don't True. see any passing yeah, pat zones. Pat them on the back. I don't see any passing zones in the, in, in the rest of the racetrack, the interior of the racetrack. All that stuff's kind of high speed, yeah. kind of like Watkins Glen, the S's in Watkins yeah. Glen. It's not really a passing zone. Great questions, you guys. Thanks for sending yeah. those. We are winding down the month of September, a month that's forever part of one NASCAR legend's career. It's part of our Wednesdale shout-outs. Coming up.
Boy, guys, another Winsdale almost in the books. It's time for shout-outs. Shout-outs. Yeah. My first shout-out goes to Chick-fil-A. They're going to give free food for the rest of this man's life, 100-year-old dude. Gets free, gets free Chick-fil-A for the rest of his life. Happy birthday. Mr. Mr. Steve. Steve. What a guy. Um, free food from Chick-fil-A. They gave me a free biscuit one time. They do that every once in a while. You walk in the store, yeah. and you're like, hey, I'll have a biscuit. How much is it? They said it was free. I said, what's the deal? They said, we do this sometimes. Uh, also, I don't know if you know this about Chick-fil-A, and their chicken breasts are brined in pickle juice. So that's mm. their secret. Wow. I've done that. Shout-outs to pickles. I did that at home. worked out All right. Me. My shout-out is to Handsome Harry Gans. Oh, wow. wow. See, I brought this little from my collection right here. 27 years ago this past week, he run his, won the fourth race of four in a row at Martinsville. Uh, just the man. Still rides motorcycles with us on uh, on the Cal Page Charity Ride Across America. Leads us, always has. He's my guy. So I brought my little statue right here. Which way do I need to turn it? There oh, we Mr. go. Mr. September. I'm a little Harry Gant statue. Hasn't shout out to my man right here. Hasn't aged today. I'm going to give two shout outs. My first one to Marcus Smith and the Roval, the whole team in Charlotte. What you guys have done with the course, the turf, everything else. You guys are amazing. We can't wait. It is going to be so, so exciting. Also, I got to give a shout out to my dad, Bill Wood, for riding an electric scooter at the old Pro-Am Jam. He was riding that fat scooter. Look at those legs. Wow. Look at those legs. Shout out to Bill Wood for getting that hat on his head. Look how, how that thing's about impressive. to fall Impressive. Uh, HBO Real Sports, if you haven't caught it this week, Mary Carrillo got yes. to hang out with Junior. It was awesome. I'm so glad you cool. did that. Um, oh, and you know what? Guess who else is going to be on this weekend? Hmm. Tiger Woods, y'all. No way. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. How exciting is that? Wonder what his interview will look like in Victory Lane. Let's oh go back gosh. to that. You know what? I Let's think, go back to Victory Lane. I think that's going <laughs> to do go it for us. Here's Sting with a cut from his new album. You know what? Forget that. Dale Sr., take us out. About the pass on, on uh, Tim Richmond. <laughs> what about it? But it looked like a pretty rough deal. I know nothing rough about it. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.